Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. And today, I'm so excited for today's guest because we just got off of Anime Boston a couple of weeks ago. And uh, right here, right now, I have your best performance uh, of 2023. Uh, Tori, hello, dear. Hello. Yay. <laughs> You just won Anime Boston's Best in Show. What are you going to do now? Um, Be overwhelmed that I won Anime Boston's Best in Show. <laughs> <laughs> and start planning for next year. Always. That's just how it is. Why don't you introduce yourself to the masses, dear? So my name is Tori. Um, I am on Instagram under the handle cosplay.tori. I... Love to go to conventions in the Northeast United States because I have lived in Massachusetts my entire life and now I'm living in Pennsylvania for school. So you'll find me around lots of Northeast conventions. Yay! And guys, let me tell you, as the person who hosts this masquerade, watching all these performances, your performance was so good. It was so good. Like, oh, thank you. That was so good. She's in this whole ballerina like uh, skit to uh, Princess Tutu, which first of all, the callback to the old school anime, love it. <laughs> and then like this on point, no pun intended, ballet <laughs> skit. It was like, oh my god, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I yeah, this year I did Princess Tutu. Um, something that. You know, I love Princess Tutu, and I originally watched the anime because I grew up as a ballerina. I was mm -hmm. classically trained in ballet from the age of three. Couldn't tell. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. <You> did? <laughs> I did? Never. Never. <laughs> and I, I was actually a ballet teacher as well before entering into medical school. So, you know, ballet was my entire life. Um, so during the pandemic, actually, I made that Princess Tutu cosplay, so I was really excited to be able to bring it to Anime Boston for its first time out at a convention. And I, I just had a wicked good time. It was so amazing. Oh, yeah. And then the year before, when we all came back finally from the pandemic, you did um, a Violet Evergreen skit. Yes. Um, the year before, I did a skit that I entitled Across the Violet Sky, which was a uh, ballet reenactment of one of the episodes of the anime from Violet Evergarden. And that was also very fun as well. I had never been in a masquerade before then. And, and what I, did you win? Um, I also won best performance that year. Um, <laughs> I remember because we were on stage. And of course, I'm, I'm reading off everybody. And it's like where I stand on stage is the best place ever because I'm reading off like who's winning. And I can see the people coming up to get their awards. And first, you're all confused. Like, what are we doing here? And then I read off what you won. And like everyone's face is just like, what? <laughs> And you, you were hysterical because you're staying there and you're just like, okay, I must have won something. Like I could see like it change on your face. Like I must have won something. Did she say performance? Did she say overall performance? Am I walking out right now? <laughs> I was so overwhelmed because I, I quite literally had no idea what I had won. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know how any of the, how any of it works. So when you, you guys lined us all up in the back, I was just mm -hmm. like vibing in line. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I won like a judge's award, which the judge's awards are amazing. Like I wasn't expecting <laughs> that at all. Um, yeah. I was 
just I was honestly thrilled. I wasn't even expecting to win anything. I was just thrilled to be standing in the line no matter what I had won. And so that first year was a very overwhelming experience because <laughs> I I was just completely blindsided. I had no idea that that was about to happen. I just lined up back there like, is this the line for Star Wars? Am I in the line to to meet a voice actor? Is is this the line? <laughs> Wait, why am I going on stage? Yeah, <laughs> and then this year it's crazy because, I mean, you you I knew because we had talked after, but we had thought somewhere in the website at some point we had put down that the masquerade prizes had changed. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, at Anime Boston this year, the masquerade basically handed out almost thirteen thousand dollars in prizes um and the two best performances including best performance and best craftsmanship got a five thousand dollar check and no one realized this until i'm standing on stage with a five thousand dollars <laughs> so, again your face <laughs> back there i'm like is she gonna make it, gonna make I, it? I i think i just got it all very like i I'm sure that I read that somewhere, but for some reason, I was under the impression, like, the best performance and the best craftsmanship won, like, 500 or something, sure. or whatever, like, one of the Masters Division sure. prizes was. Yeah. So when the woman backstage said 5,000, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Excuse wait. me? <laughs> wait, am I going on stage right now? Wait. <laughs> And I love it because of like the big hokey checks too, because you have to have yeah. the big hokey checks. So I just felt like I was on like the publisher clearinghouse. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fit that in my friend's car at the end of the day was <laughs> comedic because <laughs> I, well, you know, for your listeners that weren't at the Anime Boss Masquerade, my mm -hmm. prop was a five foot tall storybook mm -hmm. that could open and close. Mm -hmm. um, it had storybook pages on the inside. So trying to fit that plus the giant check in my friend's car was like it was a comedy act <laughs> um the funnier thing was when i had to get my my friend took the props home to my house uh my mom's house in massachusetts mm -hmm. but i brought that prop up from Phil uh, philadelphia the book the book <laughs> so imagine me bringing that book on a train <laughs> to buy an extra seat <laughs> luckily i was able to like kind of fold it in half but it still ended up being a three foot by three foot square <laughs> of material and it was like super thick because it had like the pages and the front yeah. cover and everything on it sure and i managed to wedge it into the luggage rack above my head <laughs> and the conductor was walking down the train and he just stopped and stared at it and i just was trying not to make eye contact with this guy uh <laughs> not trying to be like don't look at me don't look at me don't worry it's not mine it's totally not mine no it's just coincidences right above my head totally not mine don't <laughs> kick me off the train please <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i know I, so I that was also uh, my friends like traveling with props sometimes Oh, I was gonna say that was also a comedic experience. It was comedic oh. on both ends. Oh, 100%. <laughs> now, traveling with props sometime is like the most like nerve wracking thing. 
Oh, yeah. Especially when you have to, like, put it into a suitcase, and when you get to your destination, you open up the suitcase, and you're like, please be intact. Yeah, that, that air you breathe in, you're like, I'm gonna open this. It's gonna be fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. totally fine. It's totally fine. I'm totally not gonna need to duct tape this to my hotel room. <laughs> we, um, back when we did our Dead Moon Circus skit, I remember we had so many things. It's like, we had, one of the costumes had the props in it, so that was sewn in, and we felt like that was safe. But we had to get four pool cues down to Boston. What? And thankfully... <laughs> somewhere in my mind is like way to go past katie like i got the ones that um screw together so like they unscrewed oh, in the middle so they came apart that's so perfect i know but then it's like oh crap are they gonna come unscrewed on stage so we had to duct tape them in the middle to make sure they didn't come on and done you gotta do what you gotta do for those masquerade performances yes ma'am yes ma'am <laughs> oh goodness well tori you, yes. We've come here and we've talked all about the anime Boston, but we're here because we'd like to hear some of your convention stories. So what do you have for me? So, you know, I've been to a lot of conventions. I actually, I consider myself a, not super new, but reasonably new to the convention world. My first convention was in 2016. I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I've gone to a few conventions every year, and somehow, even though I haven't been to as many conventions as a lot of people um, in the cosplay community might, I definitely have accumulated a couple stories. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I can actually start with a story from my very first convention. And it's not as much a story, but just kind of the the experience, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. which was my mom as her job is a seamstress. Oh, uh, she is a teacher by day and by night she teaches sewing classes and she sewed for the ballet for 17 years. So sewing has been a very integral part of my life, basically mm-hmm. my entire life. I remember right. sitting on my the floor of my mom's sewing room using scraps to sew together clothes for my dolls while she was sewing these intricate costumes. So my senior year of high school, uh, me and my best friend decided to go to Anime Boston just kind of on a whim. Like we planned it, but we didn't really know much about it. One Mm -hmm. of my friends from the ballet studio just said, oh yeah, I was thinking of going to this uh, anime convention, but I can't go, but maybe you would like it. And so I will... I heard rumors that people wore costumes. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't know how big cosplay was. I just thought there would be a couple people wearing costumes. So I asked my mom if she could make me a costume from Fate Zero uh, mm-hmm. as Saber. Nice. And I think that just initial experience of walking into Anime Boston for the first time and seeing the sheer amount of people in costumes and she seeing the caliber of the costumes that were going on I was like whoa like that's that's kind of the the, was the turning point of me going all right I found my new obsession like here we go (laughs) (laughs) I found my people (laughs) I found the people these are my people uh so yeah that wasn't as much of a convention story as much as just kind of what got me into cosplay and conventions but Overall, I would say that I've had very good convention experiences. I have had a couple of bad convention experiences, and usually it's due to people just not knowing boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. By all means, do share with the public. 
Uh, yeah, everything from, you know, people just not respecting your personal space to, um, you know, people taking pictures of you when you don't want them. Like, mm-hmm. at Anime New York a few years ago, I think it was like 2019. Yeah, maybe it was later than that. I don't really remember. Um, I was wearing my Violet Evergarden cosplay. Mm-hmm. And I had taken off a whole bunch of things from it. I had taken off the wig because it was giving me a headache. I had a metal hand that takes like 10 minutes to put on. I had taken that off. I took off my other gloves. I I was just chilling. I had on my wig cap. I looked like an egg. Um, (laughs) And some guy comes up to me and he's like, can I get your picture? And I'm like, you know maybe not right now (laughs) um i'm here eating my dino chicken nuggies (laughs) on the floor (laughs) looking like an egg um nah dude nah man like do i look like i'm in any position to be taking a picture (laughs) yeah and he just stood there and i was like i i'm like maybe you can find me later I mean, I'm carrying around a giant blue umbrella. It's hard to miss me if you see me. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. just kept standing there. <laughs> and he wouldn't take no for an answer. And finally, love my best friend. She looked at him and said, like, she's not taking a picture with you. <laughs> my dude. My dude. My I dude. <laughs> Walk away. My best friend, she she calls herself my bodyguard sometimes because I have a hard time sometimes asserting myself. Mm-hmm. So she really puts her foot down. She's like, go away. <laughs> and he still didn't get the memo. Like he still was like hovering around. And I was like, I like, do you really think I'm going to put down my lunch and spend 10 minutes putting on my wig? spend another 10 minutes putting on this metal glove to stand there for a single picture for you and then sit back down. Yes, they do. <laughs> he he did. And apparently he didn't care because he took a picture of me sitting there without my consent, looking like a complete mess. Like, like I said, wig off, the like hunched over on the floor, eating my lunch. And he took a picture of me and I was like, dude, like... <laughs> See, and that's what it's like. They don't care if you're in the costume. They're just weird. They're just being weird. Weird. I've, I'm you know, you pretty girl, and I'm gonna tell everyone that I'm dating her. Uh. <laughs> 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 nope. I wonder sometimes, though. Like it does concern me. People concern me. People do concern me, and like, I mean, you just brought up a good point. Like. Sometimes you you wonder what's going through some people's heads. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you you said like I can say whatever kind of whatever. Oh, absolutely, want, go right? go go. I've had people ask me to take off my shoes so they can take pictures of my feet. No, yeah, no, no. One of my costumes is as Toph and Toph Bayfron from Avatar. You know, mm-hmm. she is usually barefoot, which. I know, but I wear flip flops during the conventions because yuck. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not <laughs> we all already get sick after conventions. I don't need like a foot fungus as well. No, <laughs> thank right. you. I lost a foot because <laughs> I decided not to wear shoes. Yeah, like I don't need to go stepping on like a rusty thumbtack, right? And like lose my foot. No, thanks. Right. I'm good. 
Um, and I've had people like tell me to take off my flip flops. I've had people ask if they can like take a picture by my feet. And I'm like, whoa, guys, I've got like ugly ballerina feet to do. <laughs> like, why do you want a picture of this? Like, I'm concerned. <laughs> See, but then you're thinking to yourself, okay, but if I did an OnlyFans of just feet, I would afford medical school yes you know some of my friends sometimes bring that up to me um <laughs> to it and sometimes. they're like they, they honestly bring it up to me. they're like no one would know it's you just like sell pictures of your feet and i'm like yeah but i would know that i'm doing that and no <laughs> <laughs> but you would also be out of debt <laughs> uh, no judgment against people that do do that yeah, disclaimer. But like, line. If it's not your thing, absolutely not. <laughs> as a medical student that does have to look at feet, mm. mm-hmm. you know, you, you see things you can't unsee, and yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, that can also be said for conventions. <laughs> yeah, it just can't be unseen. <laughs> oh my god, why are people weird? Like, ask for normal pictures, people. Ask for normal pictures. I've even had. I I did again. Anime New York. I had an incident, I was dressed as Toph, where some guy was trying to separate me from my friend and was trying to get me to follow him out of the convention center for a Mm -mm. picture. Mm -mm. Um, I was like, in what world do you think this is appropriate? Like, it's nighttime. It was like, uh, we were doing an Avatar meetup. Yeah. So, and it had occurred at night. So it was like 7 p.m. It was dark out. He was trying to convince me to like, go out of the convention center because he claimed that he knew somewhere outside of the convention center that would take a good picture i'm like even if you did it's nighttime and i'm sure your iphone isn't gonna do you justice at night yeah you do don't have anything that tells me you're a photographer we're not doing this yeah even if he did have fancy camera equipment i like he was trying to also like very make it clear that he wanted just me to come and Ew. not my friend. And I was like, whoa, man. Like, Ooh. and another disclaimer, I love it when people ask for pictures. I mm-hmm. w- would love to take pictures for people in appropriate settings. Like if you meet me at a convention, unless I'm literally sprinting somewhere, 99% of the time I will say yes to a photo. Like, I think the only time I said no to a photo at this past Anime Boston was when I was literally running to go to the masquerade uh, call time because I did not account for how slow the elevators would be in the Sheridan when everybody's using them. Oh, you poor new soul. (laughs) I I have never had the luxury of staying in the the Sheridan before, and... Um, for anybody, again, who has never been to Anime Boston, uh, there's several hotels you can stay at for the convention, but the Sheridan is the most popular because it's like pretty much right next to the door to the convention center. You don't even have to go outside to yep. get in. You don't. You can just stay in the building. You never have to leave. Um, and uh, yeah, trying to get anywhere, you probably have to account for like an hour to get your elevator to go downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> which i i had no idea that was the case so oh. that was the only time i said no to someone that day for a photo is because i was like i cannot miss my call time <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, i know it was so funny i stayed across the street in the colonnade this year um with the staff how was that oh my god i literally i walk in the elevator was right there i went up to my room i went oh no i left something downstairs i go to the elevator it's right there and i went down to the lobby. <laughs> 
I was like, am I even at a convention? What is this? That sounds wonderful. It was magical. I've never <laughs> experienced that. In all the years that I've been to Anime Boston, and I've been staying over to go to Anime Boston since 2005. Oh, really? Dang. I'm, I'm a dinosaur. Um, <laughs> you are not a dinosaur. Oh, okay. you, you are just well experienced. <laughs> well aged, like a wine. <laughs> Not that dinosaurs aren't awesome. I hold a particular love in my heart for dinosaurs, but um, yeah, no, you're not stayed... a dinosaur. I promise. I thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I've stayed at pretty much now. I've pretty much stayed at all the hotels you can stay at around there. Like I've done the Marriott, which the Marriott's not bad to stay at. It is a bit of a hike though to get to the other side to go to the mm-hmm. Marriott from like the Prudential Center because there's like a whole mall in between it. Um. And I've stayed at the Hilton across the street from the Sheridan before. And that one's pretty good, too. Kind of the same idea. Um, the pre- First of all, anybody wants to know, the cheaper of the hotels to stay at of the weekend is actually that Hilton across the street. And you have, like, a way better, like, um, like elevator experience like you do at the Colonnade. Then the Sheridan is, like, the most popular to stay at, obviously, because, again, like we just discussed. Um, but the Marriott's okay, like I said, if you don't mind hiking it. And honestly, the Colonnade's not that bad to stay at because you're just across the street from the Cheesecake Factory and Cheesecake. That's good to know. We always stay way too far away from the convention center and always have to end up Ubering in. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, staying at the Sheraton where I could just go downstairs was a majestic experience yes I mean, however the elevators were once. kind of a disaster <laughs> everyone should have it at least once uh, but i recommend the hilton next time because the price is a little bit better and you're right across the street and the parking garage is right across the street or down the street hmm. mm-hmm. good to know mm-hmm. because obviously i'll be at anime boston next year so i'm probably gonna end up booking my hotel hmm, now-ish <laughs> uh, yeah probably would be now-ish yeah because on easter again huh <laughs> Oh, yay. yay. I actually love that it's on Easter because it almost guarantees, like, school schedules will line up with that. Is that. Fair. That's fair. Um, but also means that the prices are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So you've been going to Anime Boston since 2016, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you compete in 2019? I did not. I, the only two years I competed was last year and this year. Mm. Were you a masquerade person before you competed? I was not. Now? I hadn't I hadn't even seen the masquerade before I had competed. What? Yeah. Because every year before the past two years, like I said, mm-hmm. I would always stay super far away from the convention center. Sure. Or even sometimes I would drive in, which from my house to Boston was usually about an hour and a half drive. So the masquerade was always so late at night that, well, it wasn't like super late, but it was late enough that I would have to leave in order sure. to be able to make the drive home sure, sure. Um, without getting home at 2 a.m. So yeah. I had never had the joy of seeing the masquerade before I even competed in it. So I Man. wicked didn't know what to expect. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. My, the first year I went to a convention um, was 2004. Anime Boston was my first one. And that was back when it was at the Park um, Plaza. So it wasn't even at the Heinz. The Heinz, the first time they were at the Heinz was 2005. Um, and if you can believe it or not, you could walk into the Heinz and you wouldn't see people for like a mile. Really? It was just like you walked in and... You know when you're like the end of the night, like when you left the masquerade and it's like there's barely anybody in there? Mm-hmm. That. That's what it looked like because it was just such a big venue to move to from 2004 to 2005. They hadn't grown into it yet. 
Um, and that all got solved by like 2007. But like that first year there, you could just walk through and never have to worry about bumping into anybody. And it was kind of amazing. Um, That's absolutely wild. Like I can't even picture the Heinz yeah, without. You could, you could take a picture and there would be nobody behind you. I, I literally can't even imagine that. Like it was crazy. It was my fun. first year. I was like my first year. Like I said was 2016, and I had never seen that many anime lovers in one place at one time. Like mm-hmm. it was like a dream. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> crazy! It is wall to wall packed. <laughs> but I never saw my first masquerade either. Because in 2004, same thing. Like I was in high school. And my friend's dad dropped us off at the door and said he'd be back at like six o'clock. And I think the masquerade was at seven. And my friend's texting him, asking him to come for us at like eight. So we could stay for a little bit for it. Um, and he did not. So we had to leave at like six o'clock, six thirty. Oh, no. Well, because I mean, he had to drive back from New Hampshire. So it was like, Ugh, oh, yeah, I get it. That's like, a bit of a hike. Us, yeah, like we were, I mean, I had a license, but I didn't have a car to drive us into Boston. Nor do I think my mother would let me drive into Boston at 18 years old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't see my first masquerade till 2005. Um, and then I didn't compete in my first masquerade until 2009. How many masquerades oh. did you compete in? Eight. Sorry, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, eight? Yeah, 2009 when we won Best in Show. 2008 was my first masquerade. I've only competed in like three masquerades. <laughs> but Ooh. I hold a Best in Show title for one of them. That's awesome. What? Uh, which one was your Best in Show? Uh, that was 2009, and we did a Dead Moon Circus skit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what so were, like, what we were your other two? It was Dead Moon Circus to Britney Spears Circus. I wish I could have seen that. You can. It's on YouTube. It is? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, still was... yeah. kind of waiting for last year's Masquerade to be posted to YouTube, but at this oh, point, I've been okay. I've just given up hope. <laughs> Here's the thing. Last year's masquerade, I don't think got posted because um, if you don't, if you remember that we did that whole um, tribute to Rhodey at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the copyright on it, they're worried that the video will get taken down. So they haven't been able to get around the copyright for it yet. So I don't know if that one's ever going to make it online. Oh, this year should make it online, though, because it was pretty much straightforward masquerade. So fingers crossed that it actually surfaces at some point. Fingers crossed. Would love that. I know. Or at least, like, by now, it's like, didn't anybody, like, record these, like, skits illegally? Back in the day, we all had our cameras out going, okay, I'm going to record this one. Luckily, yeah. I had some very wonderful friends in the audience that um, they've recorded it for me. So nice. that was very kind of them. So I do have a recording, but I would like to be able to look back on everybody else's. I had many friends that were competing in the masquerade, <laughs> both that I knew before and that I met last year backstage for the first time. So, you know, I would just love to be able to watch their performances back too, because they're all just so wonderful. Oh yeah. Like I just, I like watching the masquerades again. Cause I'm going to be like, it's a <laughs> up there and talking for that many hours. It's kind of a fever dream. It's like, did I do it <laughs> the way that you are able to just improv on the spot like that, man, I would be tripping over my words so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, Again, dinosaur. I've been hosting masquerades since like 2006. Oh gosh. Yeah, I worked for a convention in New Hampshire for probably about 15 years, and then I was down in Connecticut at Kineticon. I don't know if you've ever been to Kineticon or not. 
I have not had the pleasure of going to Connecticut. It's not a pleasure, I promise. Um, I did that for five years. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I may or may not have not gone to Connecticut because I was advised not to. But, you know, I'm willing to give anything a try. But I was like, here's here's my thing. (laughs) Connecticut is good for a day. Period. Mm -hmm. Don't do the weekend. But a day is good because you can get like a good dealer's room, see a couple guests. If you go on a Saturday, the mask parade's at two in the afternoon for some reason now. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't make a whole weekend of it. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely do it once in your life just so you can say that you did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I worked there for five years. And then, and that was while I was still doing the one in New Hampshire. And then um, Boston, I started my first year was 2018. So... You've been doing it, okay, so that would have been 2018, 2019, and then 2022 20. and 23? Yep, but they count the years that we didn't have as years, so technically I've been working for them for seven years. Because hmm. <laughs> I was hired on as staff, so like they count that as a you were on, technically. Oh, okay. Technically, I've been hosting masquerades for seven years at Anime Boston, but two of them were ghost years. Two of them uh, were just, you know, invisible years. <laughs> Correct. I just did them in my room. You didn't see them, but they were great. fantastic (laughs) very hard to choose i'm I'm waiting for the video to be uploaded of these uh mystery skits (laughs) i know you and the rest of the world tori (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah um it's like i said i'd go on stage the first year that i did it that i did it for the first time and ever since then i literally it's a character that i take on and i know i'm going on stage and I like pretty much say my goodbyes to Brian as of this year. Like, hey, Brian, I'm going on. Like, see ya. Aww. And then it's over. <laughs> like, you just oh, black no. out the entire time you're on stage. Kinda. And all of a sudden, it's the applause and done. Yeah. And like this year was kind of the first year I had a sense of, oh, shit, I just did it. Because um, for the first time, I think, ever at Boston that I've hosted there, um, we wrapped everything up before the judges were done. Yeah, um, what, some of my friends in the audience were like, you're stalling so well, but like, <laughs> what are you. we waiting for? <laughs> like I said, like, I pretty much, like I said, it's a routine in my head, and I'm like, okay, so the judges will be done, I'll go out, we'll pass stuff out, and we're gonna leave. And then there's Brian, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he goes, the judges aren't done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, that's not programmed into me, what am I supposed to do? We what? all do the Macarena or something, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, it used to be Cotton Eye Joe, but that's a whole story for another time that I just can't. Um, so yeah, Cuban so was, shuffle. So at that point, like um, uh, Heather, who is one of our masquerade people, and I love her so much, I was sitting on the stairs waiting for the AMVs. I was watching them from the stairs to the stage. And she's like, you're hungry and I know it. What do you want? I'm like, I need snacks. And she brought like this handful of snacks for me because I had not eaten since probably like two in the afternoon. And here we are at like, what, 10 o'clock at night? 1030 and oh, you pour the bean and it's fine i've gone longer so like, so i'm up there and i've got like my like you know my crackers that i was eating before we did the amvs and so brian's just like so what are you gonna do and that's when i picked up the stool i came out <laughs> i had a stool that i had stolen earlier in the show and i had a thing of like chips ahoy cookies <laughs> i just put the stool down in, in front of like everything's set up to go we're just waiting for the judges everything's ready to go <laughs> it's just like so you finished a masquerade before the judges were done 
<laughs> and I was like, how's your weekend going? And we just, just start eating cookies on stage, which I'm sure the sound people hated because you probably shouldn't eat while you're on a microphone because it sounds terrible. But I mean, maybe, but. <laughs> at that point, I was like, I'm hungry. I want to go. We need to be done. I'm waiting for them. You're getting what you're getting. <laughs> Well, like it, my friends said, they they all thought that you were stalling wonderfully for that. Yay! But and again, honestly, I'm... it took me a while to register that you were stalling and it wasn't an actual bit. <laughs> um, I thought it was a bit. <laughs> oh, it was a bit. All right. <laughs> a bit that I pulled right out of my ass. But again, like there I was had... my cat. Did you hear her? I did, kitty! She is on my lap. Co-host. My co-host Artemis, um, she is 11 months old, and yeah, she woke me up at 5 a.m. today to play, didn't you? Yeah. Of course, your name is Artemis, because what Artemis. else would it be? What else would it be? Um, my um, cat was named after Jean Havoc from Fullmetal Alchemist, so I totally get it. <laughs> Did you just call her Havoc? Yeah. Love that. I know. My little beast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, we partially named her Artemis just because it was a pretty name. Partially because she will hunt everything, including your feet. Your feet are not safe in my apartment. She will bite your toes as you walk by. And I'm like, why do you do this? Because she also wants feet pictures. She also wants feet pictures. She just can't communicate it yet. Right, she doesn't know yet. She's little. (laughs) I'm not letting my cat become an iPad child. She cannot take any pictures of feet. I will not allow it. <laughs> no screen time. <laughs> no screen time. Well, actually, sometimes I break that rule when I'm studying. And uh, okay, moms and dads need a break, too. You know? Yeah, I'll, I'll put on bird videos for her. And she really enjoys it. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She'll just sit there as I'm studying and just stare at my computer monitor while little chickadees fly by. And it's very wholesome. But then I'm also like, I'm turning my cat into an iPad child. I cannot do this. <laughs> All right, so any more conventions for you this year? Any more conventions this year? Well, um, you know, I'm hoping to go to Anime New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of, you know, schedule dependent, but it's also kind of cost dependent. Sure. I don't know if you've seen the discourse kind of going on on their Instagram page about, you know, the rising cost of the convention, which I get mm-hmm. that conventions need to alter their cost because, I think everybody's comparing them to, you know, four years ago, five years ago when it was like $90 for a three-day ticket or something like that. Sure. And now it's like, I don't want to throw out a false number, but it is significantly higher than that. And people are just like having this discussion, which I don't really know where I fall on the, you know, just with the whole discussion. I don't have enough information, but... Mm -hmm uh you know rising costs but some people are saying that the quality of the convention hasn't like changed to reflect that rising cost i don't really know as much about it so like i said the the tickets are very expensive mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. for a student right now so if i find you know some wiggle she, room he says that she she won a lot of money at our <laughs> convention <laughs> Well, most of that money is going towards groceries. Right. I get it. You're being responsible. I respect that. Living expenses because. (laughs) I know. I'm like, "Um, your big check says otherwise. My my friend also pointed out when I I said that, she was like, you know, what you're saying is 
kind of ironic Mm -hmm, um, seeing as I just had to drive your giant check home in my car (laughs) Um, (laughs) weird which like I yeah like I could like if I wanted to pay for the convention I could but I'm also trying to be a responsible adult and (laughs) something nice too you deserve it (laughs) so I I would probably end up going but probably only for one day Yeah, because also yeah. studying and such. Yeah, school. Yeah, I got that yeah, thing. Yeah, school. Usually, cool. I know this is going to make me sound extremely boring, but I generally study for like six or eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if I were to go for a three-day convention, I'd be like getting behind on a lot of it. So one day I can manage, but probably not the whole weekend, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like speaking of costs and stuff, it was funny because I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I had to pay to go to a convention, and um, I don't remember. So <laughs> <laughs> I am so jealous of that fact. Go on. Because <laughs> it, it, it helps to be, work for a lot of the conventions you go to. But, it does. Um, I found out how much Boston costs this year, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, you know, it's like I said, all the money goes somewhere to do something. I feel like we got some bigger name guests this year, so that's that, and then like all of our prizes that we had this year, so there's that. Um, but I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about when I first went to Boston and, um, I'm pretty sure the first weekend pass that I paid for anime Boston back in like 2005 and I might've gotten in on like an early price. So I I don't quote me on this. If I'm wrong, people that listen to this, I go to Boston, but I almost want to say I paid $45 for a weekend pass. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm like, oh. And I remember the last time I think I paid, it was like 65 for the weekend. And that was 100 years ago. So it's like, I just don't, like, I, and now all of a sudden someone's like, I think it was like 119 for the weekend this year. Again, don't yeah. quote me on that. I'm not sure. I, I got my ticket very early on. So I think I paid 105 question mark. Like, and, and that's maybe it's like, I'm not sure the end price was like at the door thing. Yeah. But like, but like I, I still like, think 105, even 115, that's a very, in my eyes, a very reasonable price for yeah, a convention. 100%. And especially like, I, I'm not trying to sound like too much of a like, oh my God, Anime Boston is my favorite convention, but Anime Boston is my conve- favorite convention because <laughs> like, the it's a reasonable cost, but the you know the staff are all amazing they're all super helpful the venue is always really awesome you know they've got both the dealers hall and the artist sally is both like there's tons of awesome people all of the panels like i love all the panels uh that go on there's some conventions that you know there's barely any panels and i always wish that there were more like anime boston um so yeah, I'm always very impressed with the scale that Anime Boston is able to, you know, achieve things while still keeping things like affordable and accessible for a lot of people. Yeah, same. I mean, it's still, I mean, just because I work for it. I mean, I was a big goer to it. That was my first convention. So it's <laughs> like, it's still one of my favorite like ones to go to. 100%. Like, I totally understand that. There's always right. something going on. There's like, it's very well run. It's like, you guys don't see the behind the scenes for people to make that stuff get well run, but it happens. And it's funny because, like, I've been on both sides of it now. So it's just like, I can appreciate, like, when I go into a room, it's like, you can, you get like that sense when you work for a convention where you're just like, I feel the panic in this room. But <laughs> no one sees it on the other side, you know? It's like, as soon as you walk behind the curtain, it's like, oh, there's, it's like, um, you ever seen that episode of, I think it was, uh, oh God, what's the name of the show? Now I'm just going to blunder it. 
okay, but the meme of it where the guy walks in with the pizzas and the room's on fire. Yes. It's like that. It's community. It's like that. <laughs> That's the name of it. Community. It's like that. It's literally like, you know, masquerade where everyone's running around backstage trying to get everybody sat. And it's like, I'm walking out front like, hi, how do you say your name? <laughs> and I walk backstage. It's like, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. It's okay. We got this, guys. We're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, like I said, like, and I promise I'm not saying this just because you're part of the staff, but out of all the conventions I've been to, the staff at Anime Boston is always the most put together and the most helpful. Because mm. um, it seems like you guys are actually prepared and that you actually want to be there. Um, yeah. Which right. is awesome. I love that. And it's kind of part of the Anime Boston experience. Like, you're not afraid to go up to any staff member and, like, ask anything. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'll... Been there forever. <laughs> What'd you like- say? There's been a lot of staff that's there that's been there forever. So it's just kind of like second nature. <laughs> Well-seasoned veterans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, most of my favorite convention memories have come from Anime Boston. Uh, do you, Would you like another Anime Boston story? Of course I would. By all means. <laughs> um, well, my, one of my absolutely favorite memories was when Hirokatsu Kiara came to... Mm-hmm. I may or may not have just butchered his name i tried my best um he came to anime boston he actually came two years in a row i think he came 2017 and 2018 sounds right i met him for an autograph the first year in 2017 and he was just the absolute sweetest person on this planet and you know everything was through his interpreter and she was also so sweet but I was dressed as uh, Nagisa from Assassination Classroom. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I, I met him and I was like kind of overwhelmed. I was like, oh, my God, um, because I love Studio Ghibli movies. If you don't know who he is for any of your listeners, he worked very closely with many of the Studio Ghibli movies. And he even said that the cat bus in My Neighbor Totoro was modeled after him. So when I met him, he was wearing a cat bus T-shirt. Um <laughs> And, I mean, he asked me my name, and I said, well, it's Victoria. My full name is Victoria. And he said, I love the name Victoria. One of my favorite characters from Sherlock Holmes is named Victoria. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love all the books. So we were able to kind of connect on that, and we talked a little while about the books. And me and my brother took a picture with him. And then he asked, can I take a picture of you? And I was like, sure why like that's so strange (laughs) (laughs) no but i i was like i of course was gonna say yes but i was like curious i was like why do you want a picture of me and he said oh one of my good friends made assassination classroom and i want to send a picture of you to him and i like died in that moment that like that is one of my most like precious convention memories was being able to talk with this guy that worked so closely on so many of the movies that I grew up just holding near and dear to myself. And then, you know, when you go to meet, that was my first time like meeting uh, one of the, you know, guests there. So I didn't know what to expect. And you always hear these stories of uh, like oh I met this actor and they were super snobby or oh I met like this person and like they stopped for a picture and then told me to go away or something so I had no idea what to expect I was like oh my god I'm about to meet like 
a really famous person like <laughs> what what is gonna go on and I think just the shock of like oh my god he's being so nice he's taking the time to talk to me like we connected on something that we both enjoy like he's so nice he was thoughtful enough to think of his friend when he saw my cosplay like even at that moment he was like thinking of the people around him like oh we'll send a picture of this of you to my friend because like to show him that people are cosplaying from his anime like it was just a really special experience and it happened very early on in my convention days so but I still consider it one of my like most precious convention experiences oh yeah that's awesome that's such a good story (laughs) (laughs) like i said like sometimes there's bad things like at the beginning i know that we started off with the bad things but those are the more entertaining things but i would say that 99 percent of the interactions i have at conventions are all so wholesome and really heartfelt like I, I just, it, like, you leave the convention sad because you have to leave, but also really happy because, like, you just got to get so many more new experiences that were all just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with conventions. The more you go, it's like you get these, like, collection of stories. It's like, there's good, there's bad, there's hideous. <laughs> there's, ooh, there's- like I said, if you ever get a chance to listen back on some of, the, like, the earlier episodes, there, I have had some horror stories on here. Oh, so. God please by all means everyone go back and listen to the first two seasons because there's been some there's been some doozies but it's always good to have the good stories too and i love all of them i love that everybody's had like all these different experiences and everyone has like a different story to tell some of them are the same like you know some of them all like end up being like not the same story but like you know the same sleeve yeah the same but, like but they're always like their own thing and i that's what i love about this podcast and what i love about this whole show is just like everyone's got their own thing to tell <laughs> I'm excited. I want to go back and listen to more of the podcasts because, you know, I, I love hearing everybody else's convention stories. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Like, the people like my friends, like my group of friends, we've all been doing this for like t- almost 20 something years. And it's like we've, we've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually have this box that I collect every single well, like I have a program in my badge from every single convention that I've ever been to. Nice. And it's all in this box. And actually a couple of days ago, I took everything out of the box and I was just looking at everything. And it's just funny how some things will remind you like, oh, that's the year that I became really good friends with this person. And, oh, that's the year that a guy tried to put his hand up my skirt. And, <laughs> oh, that's the year that, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you get reminded uh, of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tori, it's been so nice having you on. I've had so much fun. Um, anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Anything at all? Um. The social media that I'm really most prevalent on is Instagram. Uh, You can find me at cosplay.tori. Tori is spelled T-O-R-Y with a Y at the end, um, which throws a lot of people off. Um, I was also very recently convinced to start a TikTok, so better late than never, but I made it there. (laughs) Um, TikTok is under the same name, cosplay.tori. But yeah, that's really it. I'm awesome. so happy to be able to chat with you. This was so wonderful. I know, because when we see each other for like two seconds while you're on stage <laughs> trying not to hyperventilate, they're like, this yeah. is much better. <laughs> yeah, like the pretty much only interactions we've had is like one second backstage while I'm like shoving 
gummy bears in my face before going on stage and then mm-hmm. on stage while I'm trying to wrap my head around you trying to give me a giant check like <laughs> those are really our only interactions so I'm so glad that we got to elaborate on that a little more <laughs> yay um and I guess since it's been a while and it's been a hot minute since uh the podcast has been on because we took a break because you know real life happened again and you have to, you know, go with real life again. Um, I still have a book that's for sale. It's called uh, That Could Have Gone Worse, Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer. And that is on Amazon for purchase. And a dollar from each sale goes to a bunch of different foundations. So uh, check that out. And uh, Tori, thanks again for coming on the show. I super appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.